What's going on, everybody? This is Coast with the Yolk Christian Podcast. Man, it's been a while, it feels like, but I'm it's, back with I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with someone. I am with someone. Yeah, it, it's 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 been a hot minute, dude. Yeah. So how you been? I've been all right. I've I've good. been all That's right. Good. I think the last time we talked, then I almost lost my fingers. So that was like a yeah. Week and a half how's, ago. Your, how's your finger feeling? Oh, they're fine. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So it's a. Uh, you know, they're, I think they're pretty much completely healed. Like, I have a scab, right? Well, you can't see because of the light. You got ten of them right still? I've got all ten of them. Um, granted, I bite my nails, so. Um, I, I'm, I pro- I'm a nail biter, too. Yeah, so I have half of all my nails. So I probably only have, like, five combined nails. But uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, no, I'm doing pretty good, dude. Good. Keeping busy. Good. Mm. Super stoked for what we have coming up um, in regards to our ministry. So Yeah. Excited That's- there. Um, praying about that yeah yolt has uh combined with a ministry called lpc living proof mm. church and so there's gonna be more to come with that so if you start looking at our hashtags you'll see lpc ministries yeah. as our hashtag yeah yeah, so, yeah um but more to come with that later we've got yeah. some big stuff coming so codis what are we talking about tonight so we're gonna be talking about romans 6 you know okay. it's it's a book in the bible you know um but yeah so to recap i don't even remember what happened last episode do you remember anything about Romans 5? Yeah, I can look at it. So just the overall context of Romans, like I've said in the other few, I guess, podcasts, is Paul is writing a letter to the church in Rome. It's majority Jews that's in this church, but there are a few Gentiles. And so he's basically trying to explain to the Jews because they're still holding fast the idea that the law is important. So they're holding on to that. And Paul is saying, no, look, you're no longer bound by the law, but rather you're bound by the law that is grace, um, that is available to us through Christ Jesus. And so keep that in mind. And Romans chapter 5 he specifically talked about um, how our faith uh, it gives us undeserved privilege, and that privilege allows us to share in God's glory. He says, because of Christ, we are made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. Um, and so he will save us from condemnation because of his blood. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of this cool stuff. So, anyways, go give it a watch if you I haven't listened to it. I don't think we've really, like, seen you in glasses before. Maybe in, like, a few TikToks. But, yeah. like, I've never seen you, like, I like them. I like them. Yeah, I wear glasses, like, You're rocking them. nine days out of ten. Uh, I usually just don't nine wear them for, like, TikToks. ten? Yeah. I just don't wear them for, like, TikToks. Because, like, you see, like, the circle in the ring. Um, and yeah. so I just don't wear them you just, you for, get, for video. That's, that's actually my pupils. Um, exactly. It's not the ring, right? It's my pupils. They, they move. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so... But so yeah. yeah, so let's jump into Romans 6. So it starts off pretty much the whole like kind of first part is talking about. So anyway, which we're going to break it down, but it's talking about sin pretty much. So well, Romans 1, 2, it quickly starts off by Paul pretty much stating um, that just because we are saved through grace, it doesn't mean that we should continue to sin. And I put, um, oh, and this is, I this reminded me of the don't get me started thing. I put this in parentheses, <laughs> but it's okay. like the, it, I mean, how could Jesus, you know, how could, I mean. Jesus died for nothing if we don't sin. Mm. Like, I, that really bothers me. Cause, like, mm-hmm. um, where's it at? Anyway, but yes, like, just because we are saved and, and we are forgiven doesn't mean we have the right to sin. Like, nobody, like, we shouldn't be sinning just in general. Like, yeah, that's. No, yeah, yeah. you're completely right. It goes, it ties in with, like, we, we shouldn't abuse God's grace because mm-hmm. we're sinning. And so, I kind of want to, I just want to throw this out there um, about, you know, never mind. I'll wait for later um, about, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. So <laughs> this is a super meaty chapter. Like Cody it is. Saying. So please so, dive in, please dive in. If you need to please dive in. And so, but the reason yeah. I want to say that is because when we say it's meaty, uh, Paul has a, a way with words. And when we say mm-hmm. that it's, it's very easy to get lost in his words. 
And so you do need to pay close attention to both what we're saying, but more importantly, what Paul is saying here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very easy to read it and not understand it. And that's why uh, Peter in second, I think it's second Peter chapter three, towards the end of the chapter, um, Peter says, you know, like, sorry, excuse me. You're fine, dude. Um, But Peter says that like not Paul's words are not for everybody because it's for the people that are educated. (laughs) Peter basically says you're stupid if you can't understand Paul. But reality is this. It's very difficult to understand Paul and you have to definitely try to study the word to understand what he's saying. So, but take it away, Codis. You got it. So now 6-4 moving a little ahead. It it talks about that when we were baptized, we bury our old selves with him. And Mm -hmm. it says, just as Christ was risen from the dead by glory of the father, so we may walk in newness of life. So when we repent, I guess, or when mm-hmm. we're baptized, you are burying yourself, and then you come out of the water. You're a brand new creation. Like, you, yeah. it's, it, think of it as a bath for your sins, pretty much. Like you're mm-hmm. like you lay your old self down, and you come out brand new. Like you are you are new. I guess is the best way to mm-hmm. describe that. Absolutely. But, um. Yeah, once we are baptized, we bury our old self, we come out as a new person. It is mm-hmm. it is new us. Yep. And then 6.6 six talks about that our old self was crucified with him. So it says, uh, so that our sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. So in this whole chapter, Paul, we'll get about it later why he does this, but he likes to refer um, as slaves and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but it's just because the flesh and everything. So, um, yes. Yeah, so when Jesus was crucified, uh, I can't remember where it is, but it talks about that once we repent, we lay our sins down at the cross, like at the uh-huh. foot of the cross. Uh-huh. So, like, when people are like, oh, you know, Jesus died for our sins. How does that work? Well, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Because back then, uh, before Jesus was crucified, they got, like, the cleanest lamb, like the cleanest lamb of the flock. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey. That's a clean lamb. It's perfect. We're going to sacrifice it. And uh, do you know how all that worked? I've never understood the blood covenant and, like, all that stuff. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in short, uh, so in the old law, so we know that the purpose, as Paul states in Romans, the purpose of the old law is to show how sinful we truly were and that we were Mm -hmm. in need of a Savior. And so during or in the covenant or the old covenant, what they had to do is they had to sacrifice what you talked about, an unblemished lamb. And so in order to do that, or rather when they did that, it saved them from their sins. And so they had to repeatedly do that every so often so that mm-hmm. their sins between the, the sacrifices could be forgiven. Yeah. And so ultimately they were sacrificing animals. Obviously there's a big distinction between animals and humans. And so the ultimate sacrifice would be that of a human. And so, but not only that, God in the flesh. And so Mm -hmm. that's the only way that our sin could be forgiven is if the perfect unblemished lamb that is Jesus Christ died on the cross when we, and when he died and resurrected, that is what ultimately cleansed us like the unblemished lamb, but in the old covenant, he now establishing the new covenant saved us from our sins when he died and resurrected. I said in short, that's kind of long, but keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So pretty much what uh, Romans six, six talks about there, that little verse, it says that for, we know that our old self was crucified with him and the body might rule sin and power and all that stuff. So pretty much, when we repent and Jesus died, you know, we lay our sins with him and the sins die pretty much, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And so six, seven through 11, I mean, it quickly just talks about that. We live in Jesus. Oh, sorry. One sec. It talks about that. We can, we can live in Jesus and sin. So idols pretty much is kind of what made me quickly think here. One sec. I did mm-hmm. terrible on my notes. Um, no, you're good. So, Pretty much, we can't live within Jesus, and we can't live in sin. 
Mm-hmm. And we can't be slaves to two masters, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably later on where it talks about that even more. But we can't serve two masters, sin, and we can't serve Jesus at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so now we're moving on to 612, uh, which I have highlighted, so it's important. Don't let your sin take over so that it can take over your desires. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what it says. So, sin. Sin is evil. Sin is bad. So, sin can make you do things you don't want to do. Um, let's see. Uh, and then it says, read 13. Okay, so I told myself to read this, so it's important. So, and do not offer any body parts of sin as weapon for unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourself to God and the parts of yourself to God as weapons for righteousness. Mm. All right, so, mm, one sec, and do not offer any. Man, I did terrible on my notes this week here. You're all right, no worries. This is awful. While you gather those thoughts, I want to say something about verse 9. I thought it just stood out to me specifically. Um, It says, I'm going to read it real quick, and then I'll I'll give you my input. But verse 9, it states, um, well, there's 8 and there's 10. Okay, verse 9, we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power. Well, it says over him, but in result, I mean, he keeps comparing how we are like Christ now because we died with Christ, so now we live with Christ also. And so I want to point out, it says, because Christ raised from the dead, we can't die again. And so if you read this chapter, it constantly states that when you sin, you die, right? And so mm-hmm. it's saying that, look, because, we, because Christ died and he was risen, we can't die again either because now we have risen. And Christ did not die after he is risen, so we remain risen. So it just, it's another testament of uh, how you're saved. You maintain your, your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't lose your salvation. I thought that was really neat. Because um, yeah. I've always referenced other scripture, but um, this is just another scripture to add to it that uh, we don't lose our salvation. So um, you, did you find your place? I did it. I don't know why I put okay. that. I probably did at the time. But no worries. anyway, I guess I will continue. There's probably <laughs> something important there, but like it's just not ringing a bell <laughs> it was right cool. now. It's cool. Yeah, there's something there, but I don't know. But then 615 through 16, it goes on, talks about how we shouldn't sin because of grace. You're either a slave to righteousness or you're, sin, or you're a slave to leading to death. So, mm-hmm. where's that? So, 15. Um, yeah, it talks about that we shouldn't sin just because we're under the law of grace. Like, just because God has forgiven you doesn't mean you should sin. Like, it's just abusing God's mm-hmm. power, if you will. And then, so, 16 through 17, or, sorry, no. 6, Romans 6, 17, talks about that we should thank God that you have been set free of those sins. Mm-hmm. Um one sec here. Talk real quick. Okay, so I thought Paul structured this entire chapter very interestingly. And the, the reason I say that is because it starts out by saying, mm-hmm. knowing of God's grace, should we keep sinning? And so he says, no, of course not. And so, of course, we think of this in terms of, um, well, I guess let me preface it with this. I was going to start it with the, next, with the next chapter this way. But there's two natures in our one being. So, Codus, you and I, we each have two natures. We have our spirit and we have our flesh. And so our spirit is what inherits the kingdom of heaven. It's not our flesh that inherits the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I think what Paul is really iterating here is like, look, can we continue to keep on sinning once we are saved? No, we can't. But he's not talking about the flesh sinning. He's talking about spiritually sinning. Our spirit can no longer sin how, because we're saved. It is our flesh that can continue to sin. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, like again, like we talked about before, you don't abuse God's grace by continuing like, continue to allow your, your flesh to sin. And that's what my topic is going to be at one point is dying to the flesh, right? But I think it's interesting how he says that in the first chapter. 
then talks about for the next 11 verses, talks about how we are similar to Christ and the fact that when he was buried and like during, you know, his death, we have a, a, a death as well, which is to our flesh. And then when he was raised to life, our spirit now also raises to life. And then in verse 12, it's interesting because he says, don't let sin control the way that you live. Do not go into sinful desires. So we know that we have two different, um, what were I used before? We have two different natures because he says that you can continue to sin after you've been saved. So there's a lot of talk about Christians are like, oh, well, if you're truly saved, you will not continue to sin. But no, Romans 3.23 says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, it, and then at First John chapter 1, it says if you say that you have no sin or say that you are without sin, then you lie to yourself because we all continually sin. So it is definitely obvious that you will continue to sin or your flesh rather will continue to sin after uh, you become saved. The only issue or rather the only kicker is that it is now your flesh that sins and not your spirit that sins because we are now in Christ who cleanses us in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was super neat. Um, you got to, you know where you're at now? Yeah. So anyway, so pretty much, uh, God pretty much set us free of these sinful, of these sinful things. We were once slaves to sin, but now since God has broken that, he's like, all right, you're free. You're free now because of God. So now Paul kind of talks about the, the slave analogy, he says, so pretty much he says that he likes to use the human analogy because mm-hmm. of the weakness of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the flesh is very weak. And, and, this, and I wrote down that we offer ourselves as slaves to sin, but now to righteousness. So we once offered ourselves to the sin because, mm. I mean, we didn't know better once. Like at least I'm, yeah. maybe, I, I mean, I didn't know better. So 100%. I was like, you know what? The sin is comfy. I'm going to go sit in this sin. I'm going to go live life in this sin because it's 100%. comfy and it's all I know. Yep. But once I found Jesus, I just I hit that anyway. Once I found <laughs> Jesus, it was a whole yeah. different type of comfort comfortality, if you will. Like when I was comfortable in the sin, I didn't know yeah. what was going on. But now I'm comfortable in Jesus, and I know what's going on. So yeah. when 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 you are a slave to sin, things don't make sense, but you're comfortable with what's going on. I guess is the best way to kind of. Yeah. Analysis this. I don't know how to explain Analyze. it. Yeah. I had something going on in my head and then I like no. forgot, so okay. I just kept trying to go. So it's really cool because obviously so when Paul wrote this letter, he didn't title it chapter seven, chapter six. He didn't do that. No, he wrote it just all one big letter. And then yeah. I think it was sometime like four hundred years ago or something like that that somebody went in and added chapters and verses and stuff like yeah. that. So chapter seven goes so along and explains chapter six so well mm-hmm. that I wish we could make chapter six and chapter seven one video. So if you're listening to this video or if you're listening to this episode, I need you to watch Romans chapter 7, which we're going to make it tonight. So you'll be able to watch it as soon as you're able to listen to Romans chapter 6 um, mm. because it explains his thoughts in such a way that it, it, it's magnificent. It's just like, Paul, you are a wordsmith, my guy. Um, yeah, he's but pretty yeah, cool. But you're completely right, Codis. Like we were once a slave to sin, but now – and he doesn't like to – like he admits – like uh, I forget what verse, but he admits that he's only using the term slave because we are so familiar with the term. Mm-hmm. And so he says that we were once a slave to sin, but now we're a slave to Christ. But really he expands on – I think it's in chapter 7. might be in this chapter. which It's rather we are free because of Christ, not because mm-hmm. we are a slave to Christ. Um, but he uses that analogy just because we're familiar with it. So um, – you know where you left off? I kind of just like yeah, yeah. took off. So <laughs> kind of going on to that, in six, mm-hmm. uh, 620, it talks about that when we're slaves to the sin, we have no regard for the righteousness. Like when mm. we're in that sin, we don't even think about all like the righteous. We don't think about all this good stuff that we could have. Like I said, we're comfortable. We're familiar. We're safe. We're kind of happy in mm-hmm. this little thing because we don't really 
care. We don't really know. We don't have any regard for the righteousness. Yep. And then, so 621, it talks about the producing of the fruit. Like, you produced fruit when you weren't kind of saved, but that fruit was death. And then it talks about that now, since you are enslaved to God, you have new fruit, which is a result of sanctification, which is eternal life. So mm-hmm. you're producing fruit both ways, but yep. you're fruiting fruit. You were, you were, what's the word? Producing fruit of death, and then now you're pers- you fruit of, of, of I can't speak today of life. You're good. Yes, yeah. Hi, Piper. Piper joined. What's up, Piper? <laughs> Got to give that man a hi. Right. But anyway, so now uh, to kind of wrap it up here, love this verse. Because, I mean, a lot of people hate it, but hey, conviction. So, mm-hmm. Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death, but the mm. gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. A lot mm. of people don't like that, but sins, yeah. it causes death. And guess what? None of us have the right to be saved. None of us have the no. right, or none of us have, mm. I guess, the right to have the gift of eternal life. But see, God loves us so much that he sent his one's only son to die for us. Yeah, you're you know, absolutely Romans, right. Romans 5 eight. but God proves his own love for us that why are we still sinners? Christ still died for us. Mm. We don't Preach. deserve it, but he still gives it to us. I think a lot of times people forget the latter half of that verse, Romans mm-hmm. 6, 23. Oh, yeah. People yeah, always say, yeah, people say, and myself included, will be like, the wage of sin is death. The wage of sin is death, which it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But then we also, I feel like we need to tack on, but the free gift of God is eternal yeah. life. Like, but wait, there's more. more? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the more part is like, like oh, the good part yeah, yeah it's it, like it's, oh. it's like the saving part it's the gospel that's what it is the gospel summed up in one one verse the way to sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life i love it um it's, it's like just, uh that one thing the first part is like the yeah. wally thing wally. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny I'm making oh you should you should that. you should that's funny. I, I am yeah that's quality I'll write that down wally. that's good um but yeah so that's uh that's anything else you want to add to Romans six Nope. All right. Well, if you've heard that, if you've heard <laughs> that, that the aggressive. wage of sin is death and that the free gift of God is eternal life and that free gift of God is Christ Jesus, which he gave to us some 2,000 years ago. And now all we have to do is choose to believe that he was the son of God, son of man, God in the flesh. And that all we have to do is believe that. Believe that he died on the cross to save us from our sins. That's it. You just got to believe. And then we will be saved. It's so neat. And if you've heard that, if you've heard that the wage of sin is death, and you want to accept that free gift of grace, that free mm-hmm. gift of love, that free gift of God that he has given us that results in eternal life, then Kodos has a prayer for you. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Codus, you want to close this out? Well, good old Godspeed.